Would you welcome the YouTube uh, crowd and the Facebook crowd this morning? Good to have you today, live. We do welcome you this morning, and may the Spirit of God touch you right where you are as well. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, verses 25 through 34, will be our setting for our text this morning. You know this to be a very powerful story. It's about a certain woman. She doesn't even have a name. It's about Christ, the crowd, and the touch of God upon her and her touch upon the Master. I'm excited about Mark chapter 5. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible because it is so full of redemption and so full of God's grace and so full of just the love and the compassion of God to those who were hurting. Starting off with the demonic where that God comes to him and heals him and releases uh, those, uh, pulls those demons out and they go into the pigs and you know the rest of the story. But he was set free that day. He's on his way to Jairus' house for Jairus, the community leader, the centurion, the man that was of great prominence, had sent for Jesus and said, Jesus, come, my daughter is ill unto death. And Jesus was going towards Jairus' house, uh, house, and along the way, this woman of faith, say it with me, this woman of faith. Come on, say it again, this woman of faith. Come on, say it one more time. This woman of faith reached out, amen, and pressed in and touched the hem of his garment, and instantly she was made completely whole. Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? Well, we'll get into that into the message uh, this morning as we go forward. Let's pray. Lord, may we in our hearts settle that if we too may just simply touch your clothes, if we too can just touch your heart, if we too can just touch your word, you will make us complete and whole. Lord, elevate our faith today to know that if we can believe that you created the entire world, if we can believe that you created uh, life itself, then, Lord, our little problems are nothing for what you can do for us. Whether or not we have healing that we need in our bodies, in our minds, whatever it might be, Lord, you are plenty able to take care of my need. So, Lord, touch us. Let us have that touch of faith. And in touching you, Lord, you will touch us and make us all brand new. Bless our time together, the remaining time that we have together, Lord. Open up the Spirit of God, and touch your servant, touch your people. Lord, touch your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Jesus' encounter with that demonic possessed man is an incredible story because, you see, Jesus wades right in to the enemy's camp. I want you to know that when you leave Northside Assembly of God on a Sunday morning and you see some crazy looking person hobbling on both legs, they seem like that they're really having a hard time and they're walking down the road, just say, that's the devil with two broken legs. Come on, amen. I want the devil to be gone in my life. I want him to be gone in your life. Amen. And you know what? That is not an impossible thing to ask for. If you've been oppressed or if you are under depression, amen, because of the enemy and you don't even know it's the enemy, I say today in Jesus' name, be loosed, amen, from that depression. You might as well come on and preach with me this morning because I came to preach the word of the Lord this morning. I've got it in my toes this morning. I've got it in my backbone this morning. I've got it in my heart this morning. Amen. I'm tired of the devil, and he is a defeated foe. Amen. Oh, praise God. If he can do it for the demonic, he can do it for us this day. 
I don't care, amen, what kind of condition somebody's in. God is greater than their condition, amen. I don't have time to tell you a little story this morning about what happened up on the square, but I will just simply say this. God is greater, amen. God is greater than all of the enemies. Put Never let your issue define who you are. This lady was 12 years under the burden of having an issue in her body. She was bleeding. She was hemorrhaging. I don't understand how that she even stayed alive. But she had an issue. And I will tell you that even the word of the Lord does not give her a name. It just says a certain woman. That's why the pastor Blackard and Northside Assembly of God this morning is giving her the name. The lady, the woman of faith. Amen. Say it with me. The woman of faith. Praise God. She had been identified not in a name. She had been identified by her issue. There goes the unclean woman. There goes the woman that has spent all of her money. There goes the poor lady. There goes the lady that once was. There goes the lady that's in need. Don't get around her. Don't touch her. She's unclean. She was defined by the issues in her life. I've got news for you this morning. Every single one of you this morning have an issue in your life. You've all got an issue somewhere, somehow. It may not be you directly, but it's an issue that you've had to deal with. Never let the issues of your life define who you are. You are a child of the living God. Amen. Oh, praise God. You are His child this morning. God's going to take good care of you. Amen. Look towards heaven and say, Lord, you're doing a good job of it. Keep it up. She had this blood problem for 12 years. I'll tell you, if you don't have good blood flowing through your body, your brain doesn't function right. Your muscles do not function right. You have issues and problems that other people probably don't even understand or know. And she had suffered for 12 long years. But she heard of Jesus, amen. Oh, have you ever heard of Jesus? Have you heard of that name that's above every name? Have you had to call on Jesus? Come on, somebody get happy with the pastor this morning. Have you ever had to call on Jesus in the midnight hour, praise God? Have you ever had to call upon the Lord when he couldn't call upon anybody else? This woman heard that Jesus, the miracle worker, was close by. The word goes directly to the point. She comes in behind the press. She comes in behind the crowd. She comes in and following the throng. Now you have to understand Jesus was young. Jesus was strong. His disciples were young. They were strong. They were moving at a high clip. And this woman, she doesn't have a lot of strength. She's trying to catch up to Jesus. She's trying to get to Jesus. Amen. If she could just get to Jesus. And she's trying her best to get to Jesus. And finally she catches up to him. And she goes down low, praise God. She reaches out and she touches the hem of his garment. Woo! She didn't even touch Jesus. Oh, sometimes you don't have to touch Jesus. All you got to do is just touch something that's touching Jesus. Amen. Maybe grandma could touch Jesus for you. Maybe grandpa could touch Jesus for you. Amen. Oh, you're looking at me like strange. What's he doing this morning? What did Sister Susan give him for breakfast? Woo! She touched the hem of his garment. She didn't even touch him in the flesh. She just touched what was touching him. Amen. Oh, if we can only just touch what is touching Jesus. Oh, praise God. I can see this morning. Amen. 
that Pastor Blackard is excited this morning. I've got enough excitement for both of us this morning. Amen. But immediately, praise God, oh, immediately uh, there was virtue that left the body of Jesus uh, and went flowing into this woman uh, for 12 years, this certain woman of faith. Well, she turns around. Jesus turns around. He looks at his disciples. And he said, who touched me? Now I can just see Peter. Oh, we, we got a little bit of a different view of Peter during the Chosen series. I can just see Peter coming up to Jesus and say, now, now Jesus, come on, let's reason together. You are just uh, thronged by people. People are all around you. They're in front of you. They're beside you. They're behind you. You're touching everybody. Everybody's touching you. And you ask this crazy question, who touched me? No, it didn't happen that way. The disciples said, well, there's a lot of people touching you, Lord. Yeah, but somebody touched Jesus with just a mustard seed of faith. Woo, glory. I'm glad the Lord doesn't say you've got to have a whole basket full of faith. I'm glad the Lord doesn't say you've got to have a, a safe full of faith. You just need a little faith, amen, to say, Lord, I know that you are the healer. I know you're the master of the universe. I know that if I can just get to you, amen. Oh, church, what are you saying, pastor? You may have to get alone in your closet. You may have to push aside a meal. You may have to do something to say, I am going to have an audience with Jesus. I'm going to get to Jesus so he can take and meet my need. I will tell you this morning, that lady, she had a lot of courage. And I will tell you, you saw a transformation in Sister Whitlinger this morning when she got up here. She started, at first she was all, didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden, boy, I'm telling you, the power of God began to get in her backbone. And she straightened up, amen. She wiped her eyes and she began to give Jesus all the praise and all the honor and all the, he'll do that for you, praise God. He'll make you strong, amen. He'll give you a witness, amen. She got some courage inside of her well why not she's healed Woo! she felt that power of God go through her she felt the power of God go through her now listen if you can wake up a morning and feel good you know when you feel good you wake up a morning and you feel, don't feel good you know when you don't feel good you know when your joints are hurt when you wake up and you know when your joints don't hurt when you wake up pastor it's just you and me is that it she knew that somebody, something had touched her and yet she was trying to get to Jesus and she got to Jesus and she touched his garment and then Jesus touched her. The message this morning is touching Jesus is all that really matters. But sometimes Jesus touches us when we can't get to him and touch him. I got a little, we got, uh, Brian and I got a little, uh, a little song for you this morning. It's a young black lady singing and when I went on the YouTube, amen, I looked at all these songs, and this is the one I felt the most. I felt it. And I hope you enjoyed it this morning.
She was so in need. I was thinking this week how that our world is so in need. Oh, our world is such a needy world. Our world looks upon one another with judgment and a finger of accusation and, and finding all of our faults and all of our failures. But oh, there's one who looks past all of our faults and all of our warts and our failures. And he says with open arms, Come unto me, my child. Come, you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come if you have a physical condition. Come and I will take that physician, that, that physical condition and set you free, praise God. Oh, we thank you, Lord. If we could do it ourselves, we would. If we could do it ourselves, we would. This, this lady of faith, this woman of faith, she had spent all of her money. She would go from one physician to another. She would try one remedy, another remedy. And the Bible says that she now was a broke lady. Not only was she physically broke, she was financially broke and probably a little bit of spiritual brokenness as well. But when she heard this one called Jesus was nearby, she determined in her heart, she determined in her mind, the Bible says she said, if only I can just touch him. If only I can just touch him. Oh, this morning, church, I got to tell you that sometimes you have to help initiate your miracle. Sometimes you have to initiate your miracle. 
If you're sitting back waiting for God just to do it, to, to show up and say, Lord, I believe that you're the miracle worker, so whenever you're ready to give me a miracle, just go ahead and give it to me. Well, if that be the case, there'd be no faith involved in it. Sometimes you have to prepare, come on with me, sometimes you have to prepare for your miracle ahead of time. And sometimes you have to come in after the fact and clean up the miracle. Let me give you an example. When Jesus told those at the wedding of Canaan, said, go fill up the water pots with water, that was pre-miracle. They had to take some initiative. His mother said, just simply whatever he says for you to do, you do it. And how stupid and ridiculous it probably was to say, go fill up the water pots with water. Go fill up. We're not going to serve water, Jesus. We need to serve some good wedding wine. Don't get me started on this. But because they initiated the word that was given unto them, they began to move forward to make their miracle happen. God was the miracle worker. Jesus is the miracle worker. But sometimes we have to initiate and take some initiative, amen, to get our miracle. Listen, if you really want to have a miracle of God, whatever the Spirit of the Lord says for you to do, you need to do it. You need to push aside some things that will that will just uh, interfere with whatever it is and say, Lord, I want my miracle. I want my miracle. And then on the other side of it, you may have to come in and clean up your miracle. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Well, when Jesus created uh, the big feast on the hillside of 5,000 men, not counting their wives and children, uh, what was it? It was after the miracle they had to pick up the baskets of food. That was still the miracle, amen. It was still being involved. It was still happening. Oh, amen, the disciples, they saw him touch and break the bread. But oh, the reality was, now it's time to clean up the miracle, boys. Go out there and collect all the leftovers. Sometimes your miracle is right in the beginning and in the middle. This was a miracle in the middle of her life. She still was young enough to enjoy life. But she just needed that touch from Jesus. I get excited when I think about all the past that the Lord has done for me. I think about all the things that God has done for my family. I think about all of the different aspects of life uh, that God has done in the past. Uh, and then I realize God is not done yet. Uh, God is not done yet. Oh, I love that Isaiah chapter 40 where it says, They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, there was a day, Nathan, that I was a runner, amen. I would run for the Lord, but today I just walk. How many can identify with that? I'd probably run the aisles a little bit more, amen. Some of you are looking at me like, oh boy, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> oh, praise God. I said at the beginning that my heart's desire, my heart's desire is that God will open the windows of heaven and give Northside an outpouring, another outpouring. Maybe you call it a revival, a reviving, whatever. All I want just simply is this. I just want you to feel more of Jesus. Amen. And when you walk out of the house of the Lord, you are stronger in Him. You can witness to your family. Amen. You can do what you couldn't do before. You had power now, amen, to do whatever is necessary for you to do. Praise God. Lord, I'm just asking you to fill us all. Just fill everybody, amen. Uh, saved, unsaved, if you fill them, they'll get saved. This woman is in need. She found her 
my souls. I play the cathedrals. I can't take a heart that's broken. Make it Some call him Savior, the Redeemer of all men. I call him Lord. What's the difference? Salvation, Savior, is when he gets saved. Lord is when you follow him. Lord is when you surrender your entire life to him. For if he's not Lord of everything, he's not Lord at all. Say, woman of faith, 
going to say it again, woman of faith. We don't know her name, but we know that God told her your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Go in peace. You know, there's so many different things that our world looks at. What part of town do you live in? What line of work do you do? What kind of car do you drive? What kind of clothes do you wear? Who do you hang out with? Where do you go for supper? All these different things, amen. They look at us. They judge us. But I'm glad this morning that Jesus, He looks on the heart. He doesn't judge us in a class society. He doesn't look at our skin color. He looks at the character of our heart. He says, I am your Lord. I am your Savior. But I desire to be your Lord. Amen. I want to be there with you when you wake up. Amen. I think you need to get into the habit of saying, Good morning, Lord. And some mornings you want to say, Good Lord, it's morning. But say, Good morning, Lord. Amen. Whenever you get ready to go to bed at night before you close your eyes say Lord good night Jesus I love you Lord and if you come in the middle of the night praise God amen wake me up I want to be a part of it hallelujah oh I titled this message this morning touching Jesus and Jesus touching us I have always wondered why that everyone that Jesus walked by did not receive their miracle I know that's way above my, uh, my uh, pay scale. Uh, it's way above your pay scale. When we get to heaven, maybe we'll ask. Jesus walked past people all the time, uh, and they didn't receive anything from him. But oh, those who reached out, uh, those who cried out, uh, blind Bartimaeus, who was blind but now sees, uh, he cried out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And they said, Hush, be quiet. Shh. Jesus said, Leave him alone. Now, it's very interesting that Jesus said to blind Bartimaeus, what would you have me do for you, boy? Uh, duh. I can't see. I can't see. I want to see. I want to be able to, to see. Amen. Now, I kind of I kind of little put a little Pastor Blacker paraphrase in there, amen. But Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I want to receive my sight. And Jesus reached out and touched him because he cried out to King David. He cried out to Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And at the same time, when he goes to the pool of Bethsaida, and there is a man that is, he's crippled and he can't move, and he's laying there by the water. I don't understand all the story of how the angel came and stirred the water, but by faith, I believe it. I don't know how a donkey could talk. Oh, but I believe it, amen. Because I've heard some. <laughs> but he couldn't get to Jesus. He said, I have no man to help me. I have nobody to put me in. Isn't that the condition of the world today? Isn't that the condition? We have no one to help us. But oh, we've got Jesus. touched him because he couldn't come to Jesus Jesus came to him and Jesus touched him oh may this get in your spirit 
the woman who was getting ready to bury her son. They were walking the funeral walk outside the city. It was the death walk. They were mourning. They were weeping. They were crying. But oh, praise God, life was coming into the city. May life come into Northside Assembly of God. May life come into Springfield, Missouri. May life come in and touch us in a brand new way. And death was going out out to bury this young man. And life was coming in. And I'll tell you, when they collided, guess who won? Life wins everything. Wouldn't you like to have been there to observe that? When Jesus stopped the procession and reached out and touched the coffin as if it were and said, young man, come back to life. And he presented the young man back to his mother. Oh, praise God. Amen. And amen. And she said, now it's time for you to go mow the grass. (laughs) Now it's time for you to get back doing what you need to do. Amen. To help mama. Come on. Shame on you. If you've got a mother that needs some help and you're not helping her, Forgive me, Lord, that wasn't in the notes, was it? So Jesus is headed to the rich man's house. Let me tell you that sometimes, sometimes, your miracle might just be delayed. Your miracle doesn't have to happen on your time schedule. Your miracle is on his time schedule. Your miracle is in the making. There's a miracle in the making for you, one just for you. But it may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be in a month. Sometimes it might take an entire lifetime. But I will guarantee you this. We are Americans and we want everything right now. I want my big back now. You drive in there and you look at all the people in the drive-thru and say, why couldn't it be just one car in the drive-thru, amen? But that overwhelming desire is you want to stay, but you still want yours quick. Sometimes I go up to Burger King and get me that dollar chicken, junior chicken for breakfast. I've had to talk them in to fixing it for breakfast for me. Well, sir, it's not lunchtime yet. I, well, can't you fix it? Don't you have one in, in house? I'd help to give the girl a good tip one day. But they make you pull up so they can cook it fresh. I pulled up the other day, and I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there, and I sat there. And the young man came out, and he gave, he gave me the chicken sandwich, and he said, sir, I'll put you some uh, tater tots in there because I dropped your first sandwich, and it took me another It sat real well with me, Brother Ed. But I had to sit there waiting on a dollar chicken sandwich. I don't know how much I wanted to pull away, do I? I was blessed at the end. Amen. Sometimes your miracle is not on your time frame. Sometimes your miracle is strictly on his time frame. Lord, but if only, only Lord, if you'd have been here just a few days before, our brother would still be alive. But now he's dead. And not only is he dead, he stinks. I'm just preaching good old Ozarky. I'm giving Brian a really hard time. I'm sorry, Brian, I'm not staying in front of the camera. I'm moving all around this morning. But Lord, if you'd only been here, my brother would not be dead. But the timing was perfect. Because you see what happened was everybody that knew Lazarus knew he was dead and to prove it, he stunk. 
Well, he didn't because they had him all wrapped up, but when they unwrapped him, he was going to. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. There was not one person that did not know that it had to be by the power of Christ Jesus to bring him back to life. Sometimes your miracle can be delayed just a little bit. Jesus was on the road to go to Jairus' house. He was headed there because he had been asked to come. And Jesus would go where he's asked to go. Jesus would do what he's asked to do if your heart is right. And, and Zyrus, Jairus was a good man, evidently, according to the Bible. And his daughter was, was, was dying. So here's the, here's the parallel here. Here you've got a 12-year-old girl that is dying and a lady that was having a problem for 12 years who was dying also. Now put that together. 12-year-old girl. 12 years. As long as this little girl had been alive, this woman had suffered with this disease, this ailment. And Jesus is going to touch them both. Along the way, Jesus took time, amen, to stop and minister to the woman of faith. Come on, say that with me, woman of faith. I'll say it with conviction, woman of faith. Amen, that's kind of like preaching, you know. He stops. Who touched me? Right in the middle of her life. Right in the middle of Jesus' schedule. He was on point. He was headed to this man, Jairus' house, because he had a daughter, 12 years old, that was dying. He, she needed a touch from the master. Here another woman had been for 12 years. She is dying as well. But along the way, after Jesus touches the woman of faith, Word comes to Jesus, just turn around, don't need to come, she's already dead. She died. She died. So think about this. Here you have a woman that was dying, and now you have a young girl that's dead. Think about that. You know, the world today could have said, if you'd only not took care of that sick woman on the way. If you'd just made it to my house. Maybe my daughter would still be alive. I don't know. Jesus went in. And he touched the dead 12-year-old girl. There's some of you today that need a touch from Jesus. Just to renew your spirit. Renew your faith. I can only see Jairus as the word came. Your daughter's dead. I know a man who can. I know a man who can. Church, you are so blessed and so fortunate to be able to call upon the name of the Lord. You are so blessed today that you can go to him. Where can I go but to the Lord? Where can I go but to you, Jesus? You're so blessed that you can get alone and you can take all your needs to the Lord. Amen. And you know what? You do it with confidence. Really blessed if your mother's mother and mother's mother was a good believer, a good faith believer. Not a denominational believer, but a faith, a woman of faith, a man of faith. Amen. 
Jairus was a man of faith. He loved his little girl. And when Jesus touched her and brought her back to life, oh, amen, let me tell you, if he hadn't hesitated along the way, she wouldn't have died. And if she hadn't died, he wouldn't have rose her back from the dead. But because there was a little delay there, just a momentary delay, the plan of God was fulfilled in Jairus' house. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Well, my mic went out this morning, and uh, it, went, it just went, it broke. It was laying in there on my desk. And I went in, I pulled out a brand new one. When we bought the last one, we bought two. Good wisdom, wasn't it? We plugged it in and came back, and Brian says, it's not working. And I thought, well, how can that be? It's brand new. So while Missy was... Sharon, I took it off, and it wasn't plugged in. I pushed it in a little bit harder, and it clicked. It's not that I'm stubborn. I knew in my heart that I think that I had a working mic. And it wasn't going to pop and carry on because I found the problem in there. What are you saying, Pastor? Sometimes I have got to plug in to the source. Sometimes, as a church, we have to plug in to the source. Oh, sometimes we have to plug in, amen, and press on, praise God, and believe that the Lord is going to hear our cries. Their lives were changed in just a moment. The lady of faith, she knew she was sick. She knew she was in trouble. The doctors hadn't helped her at all. They just... She had placed all of her hope in doctors and they couldn't take care of her at all. Money could not buy her healing. Either I take the initiative to get to Jesus or I'm probably going to just simply wither away and die. The lady of faith, she puts faith and works into action. She begins to move one foot in front of the other. Whenever she knew that she would be in trouble, if she got caught, if she got uh, identified as the one who reached out and touched Jesus, as she was defiled, she could even have been put to death. But let me say it again. Never let the issues of your life define who you are. If you have a handicap, don't let that define you. If you have something that's in your life, don't let it define you. Just give it to Jesus. Touch somebody close by you and say, just give it to Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hmm. Chris, I want to ask you to come if you would, please. I'll say something to you this morning, church. Fight for what is yours. Come on, fight for what is yours. David didn't look at that giant and say, oh, you're too big. David looked at the giant and said, my God is bigger than you. Fight for what is yours. Fight the spiritual fight for what is yours. Begin moving in faith. And say, Lord, you know, even, even you could say, Pastor, I have no idea what faith even really is. If you take the definition in Hebrews, it is simply believing for what you don't see and receiving what you don't see. 
there's another dimension. There's a dimension of glory. And when the dimension of glory opens, opens, it shines in our hearts. It changes everything. intentional. Know what you want. Don't beat around the bush with Jesus. If you want a deliverance, spell it out to him and say, Lord, even though you already know, I want to be delivered from this. Thank you, Sister Lady. Be intentional. Initiate. How do I do that? Well, one good way to do it is write down your miracle on paper and post it somewhere. And every time you see it, take just five minutes and pray to God and say, Lord, I'm lifting up my daughter to you. I'm lifting up my son to you. I'm lifting up my work to you. I'm lifting up my church to you, Lord. I'm lifting up my own physical body to you. And every time that you do that, you are initiating the wavelengths to glory, amen, and just might get through, amen, and the glory of God can come down and touch you right where you're at. We're such an instant society, we want it right now. And that's all right. Because God is a God who will give it to us right now. And then finally, failure is never fatal. could never win in your life unless you quit. Turn to somebody and say, well, I ain't no quitter. I know that's Ozarkian and I, we apologize for that. As long as there's breath in my body, I'm going to keep on keeping on. Woman of faith, touching Jesus is all that really matters. Many were touched as they reached out to Jesus, but many were touched when Jesus reached out to them. Faith in works, it's called initiative. It takes some initiative. She initiated her marriage. So beautiful, Chris. Just keep playing with it. Here's what I want to invite you to do this morning. Invite you to come this morning and stand all across the front. I'm believing for a miracle for you. If God can do it in the first century church, He can do it in the 21st century church. If God can do it for others, He can do it for us. I will tell you right off the bat, your pastor is, has nothing special. I have no secret powers. I just love Jesus. And when we pray today, know that it's not coming from your pastor to do whatever it is that you need. Although I can encourage you. But if you need something from the Lord, it will be Christ Jesus by His Spirit that will touch your life. I'm just the messenger. 
I'm just the messenger to say, Lord, we've got enough faith today to believe that you can touch sick bodies. I have enough faith today, Lord, to believe that you can turn cancer around. I believe today, Lord, that if we don't ask, we might not receive. But if we ask, if we ask and we seek and we knock, you have promised us that you will open the windows of heaven and you will touch us afresh and anew. Maybe you're here today and you just say, I just want to feel Jesus. I'm going to invite you to come and stand here and then we're going to let the Spirit of the Lord direct us this morning on how we're going to do closure of the service. make a mockery of God. Look up here at your pastor. Do not ask Jesus to do something in your life that you're working against Him. Do not mock the Spirit of the living God by saying, Lord, I want this, but I'm not willing to give up this. So as you pray today, whatever it is, you need to pray that God will set you free of anything that is hindering you, anything that is causing a problem in your physical body, anything that is wrecking havoc in your mind. You need to say, Lord, set me free of that first. And then we're going to ask for the anointing of God to just richly flow into your life. Richly flow into Sister Delaney. Come on, let's worship.